Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller with Warren Cluck. We do this every Sunday and we have a good, good time. Kicking back a few brewskis, kicking back with a few brewskis, kicking back with some tunes. Happy Halloween, by the way. Oh my goodness. You know what? I completely forgot where I'm at. Yeah. Happy Halloween. I would say that we're going to do like a trick-or-treat show, but nah, that's not true. We got a couple of treats we're going to enjoy, though. Yeah, no tricks here. Just all treats. We'll, we'll tell you how you can plan later today for when the trick-or-treaters do come to your door or when the adult trick-or-treaters come to your house. Or some good stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have I've never been one of those guys that hands out drinks to the uh, the parents yet. But oh no, no, oh. like I don't. I'm not in a very heavily trick or treated neighborhood. The houses are kind of like, kind of far apart. But I'm sandwiched between two neighborhoods where they're really close together. Oh, so you're kind of in between there. Well, and because South Bend only gets two hours of trick or treat time every year now. Like if I were a kid, I wouldn't waste my time in my neighborhood. No. I go go wherever it's the the most maximum amount of candy that you absolutely can get, yeah go go where there's four houses per city block not not one every nine hundred feet so we'll talk more about that but uh, happy Halloween from the music to my beers crew it's been a very expensive craft beer week for yours truly yeah uh, I I would assume so and it came out of your account without really any permission right no no <laughs> I, I I gave it permission but uh, no earlier this week was the uh, the drawing it was on uh, Wednesday for Prop Day 2021 for Goose Island's annual Bourbon County Proprietors Day release and I have entered this lottery every year for the last five six years now. And I've never won. My wife's won a couple times. I've got some friends that have won and taken me along as their plus one. This year, they did things a little bit differently. Instead of entering the lottery every day for a week and hoping that you've got like five entries. Oh, all my emails went through. Yeah, they used the o, it's Osner or OZNR app. And I, at first, I was a little bit leery. I thought, okay, well, how is this going to work? Mm. And now that I've actually won tickets myself, I can say they work pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of the few, the proud. Yeah, and uh, I was I was especially happy because I, I got the notification and my wife also on her phone got the notification. Oh. So we both won prop day tickets. Jealous. Uh, I'm excited to go, excited to check out the beers and, um, and get back get back to town with them but uh yeah i'm in now for 145 dollars uh, out the door for uh for me and also the same for my wife so and you're now totaling in 305 dollars in beer in the last like couple of weeks because we got dark lord tickets which is like three weeks before the initial release of this prop i'm up, I'm up to like almost 500 bucks now oh man everything yeah but well, but you know we've done the show now what music to my beers is going to be seven years old this saint patty's day yeah and, and and over the course of the show you fall into like that certain pace of a calendar year we're like all right we've got our big releases in the spring our hop slab we always look forward to oberon we have uh, dark lord that used to be in the spring and now it's been moved to the fall but you kind of get into the pace of releases but i always know like this time of year is coming for me and usually it was the one-two punch of uh prop day and then we had to turn around and it was the bare hands christmas release oh yeah and then since dark lord day got moved back i was thinking we're gonna have all three of those boom 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 back to back to back but uh yeah i was lucky enough to get dark lord tickets uh you and i both were we're gonna go on a road trip here in a couple of weeks for music to my beers but now i've also got prop day to look forward to so um i think what you're telling me is is as a, a sound uh budgeting fella that you're gonna start making like a christmas club account for the beer releases i just about dude i just about <laughs> i just about need to but as far as using the app goes for craft beer because you open the app and it's oznr you can find it in any app store it's cool it's cool but it also allows you to shop special release like you, you pick the city 
you find the brewery and whatever events being handled through this app, you can sign up there. And it one, it keeps the playing field level. And I'm yeah, sure I'd have I a, like that. I'm sure I'd have a different opinion if I didn't get any tickets at all. <laughs> I'd say this is BS. This app is rigged. Yeah. But it also streamlines the buying process and even selecting your times for pickup was all done through the app. Um, Thursday at around five o'clock uh, Eastern time, it, the selection windows went live, and there were just tiles of, of each day you could pick up, and each time, and you selected one, you checked out, and then it locked in your time too. Wow! So what? What if you won the opportunity to buy that, but then you decided, whoa, I already spent too much on Dark Lord, I don't want to. Would it then go on to the next person, or do they redraw? Is there any hope for that? Um, I don't. The way the app works is you put in your credit card information or your debit card information. Yeah. When you sign up for the lottery, so that okay. once you won, like the instant I, I won and my wife won, the cards were charged. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so so there's not an opportunity for you to say, no, no, I don't want this. I think if you decide you don't want to buy it, you've got to go in there beforehand and cancel your purchase and take yourself out of the running. Otherwise, you'll be charged. But gotcha. I can imagine, too, this also takes things out of the hands of the craft brewers because we've had different scenarios with like uh what is it the google queue you get into with dark lord oh day back goodness. in the day oh i hate that just about any special release that that would sell out in uh in a matter of moments it was hard and it left a lot of people feeling you know left out disadvantaged or whatever this very much levels the playing field but it also You're streamlines right. things because having a craft brewery and getting a successful beer release yeah. is a huge <laughs> endeavor but then throwing on the tech handful of saying all right now somehow manage this i know that three floyds used to do theirs through brown paper brown paper tickets.com a long long time ago before brown paper tickets was probably like you're crashing our website every saturday that people yeah go live. And, and i think that was always the thing too because the site would crash and they'd take up a second to get back up and you try and try so this takes it out of your hands it's also nice because you don't need to have uh, a desktop a laptop and your phone open it's just it's through the app so it's run really easily so if you're interested in something like that or, or a different release down i can only imagine as this thing gains popularity it's become more the standard of how people are doing craft beer releases now special ones all right what well, i'm as, here as, for that but tune in next year on this time when i'm like this app is bs yeah. <laughs> i got <laughs> screwed yeah i know I, me and my myself i i was screwed and i noticed some people in the music to my beers facebook group were also like yep yeah, didn't get the email i know a buddy who got it but no, I, I keep checking every day. It just in hopes that maybe somebody, you know, didn't want the the pack that they got, and now I'm now I'm just checking my email. And I well, that's how it worked last year and previous years for Goose Island is they would email the winners who who won the lottery, and then you the opportunity to buy one or two allotments. Oh, and then after that first forty uh, eight hour window had closed, after the notifications went out and people had purchased their allotments, they would shake it down and say, "All right, we have X amount left." They always do the second chance lottery coming up. I think it was three days after the initial one. And uh, I, that's how I weaseled my way in because one of my buddies, two years in a row, got the second chance email. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Then So this eliminates a lot of that, but it, it also eliminates a lot of hassle for the, the breweries and kind of cleans things up and streamlines things. So that's how that's how the old Prop Day lottery went this year for Music to Buy Beers. Well, well congratulations well, to you, you and your wife. Thank you. It's also big news for Zach because I'm getting prop, which means Zach's going to be trying some props. I'll so. be trying some, oh, just a little taste. Uh, yeah, a little, taste just please. a little taste. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll bring in one and split it once I yeah. get it because the, the pickup date, I think, is the weekend before Black Friday. Oh, Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's also going to be nice because that's all bought and paid for. So by the time Black Friday rolls around and the Bourbon County lineup is made is made available in Michiana, I'll have new fresh money to play with. Hopefully, oh, yeah. Well, and, and if you don't, I'll go and buy a Bare Hands allotment and stuff. And I'm already looking at Benny's Beverage Depot because they've got the the releases for all the Goose Islands. You can buy them in packages. Did you see that? 
Yeah, that's where um, we're typically. That's that's where Black Friday. If you want all of the available variants and flavors, that's always where you had to go. And the line starts at Benny's at like four in the morning. Well, now I want to register for it. The drawing's open. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Dude, I'm so excited for you. So you you spent it's a hundred and forty five dollars there for that. that pickup? It was, yeah, the allotment was one thirty plus tax and, oh. and everything else, uh, and probably it's going to cost me a hotel room in Chicago that night. Oh, yeah. So there's you that make a weekend out of it though. That's that, kind of fun. Well, that's how I get my wife involved. I'm, she's she's always down to enter Chicago beer lotteries with me as long as there's a place to stay. Well, there's something in it for her. It's fun. I mean, there was uh, there have been a couple times where she and I have gone to Prop Day. We've stayed the night in Chicago and had a real nice time. Gone, hit up some bars and some other places. So I can't say take time out of your day to help me drive to Chicago and be my beer mule <laughs> without saying also we're going to have a good time. Yeah. It's like when I entered the the assassin lottery for uh, Toppling Goliath out in Iowa. Oh yeah. That would be a trip, a whole... Yeah, well, she agreed. She's like, I'll enter with you. But she's like, if we're going to go, we're going to make a weekend. I'm not doing a 16-hour round trip for two bottles of beer, you dunce. I can't blame her. I can't blame her. So I, I know that sometimes the price of doing business is different if you're married or you've got a girlfriend than it, than it is if you're a single dude with nothing to do. Oh, man. But you were mentioning a minute ago that Benny's, uh, rather than line people up at 4 a.m. this year for the Bourbon County releases on Black Friday, are actually doing something a little bit different. Yeah, they're going to let, they've got two allocations right now going on. You can choose between either or and register online at Benny's.com, but they've got the reserve allocation that clocks in at 260 bucks. So you get the two bottles of the Bourbon uh, County brand stout, the Cherry Wood, Classic Cola, the 14. They have a proprietor's stout uh, on the list as well, but they said that it's not available in Bloomington, Champaign, Peoria, or Rockford. Um, so basically, that would clock in at $230, but they've got a reserve Blanton's, reserve $150, and toasted barrel stout, or you could do the uh, $250 or $125 allocation, and that is like about half the list of what you're getting there. And it's it's fun because well like back when when prop day and I know we're harping on the Goose Island thing a lot but it is the season yeah but it used to be there was the standard Bourbon County there was the Bourbon County barley wine yeah and there would be one maybe two other variants like a coffee variant yeah the coffee it was yeah you're right it was regular barley wine and coffee for the longest time and then as the years have gone by they've rolled out more and more and more and Ooh. now it's getting to the point where t- to get the entire lineup you're talking like ten twelve bottles of of Bourbon County. At a minimum of fifteen to eighteen bucks a pop, uh, yeah, it can get quite pricey. Yeah. And looking at the prop day allotment, you get two bottles of proprietors, a bottle of the fourteen, and a bottle of the Bourbon County Cherrywood Stout. And let's not forget that oh so classy commemorative snifter. Ooh. But to get the entire lineup last year, there's still one that I haven't been able to track down from last year, the birthday edition they did. The birthday what is it, birthday cake? Oh, where they did they yeah, I'm trying to think it wasn't one where they combined multiple years, right? I, that was different. I can't recall. I was chasing it down, and there was a, a couple of bottles available near my house at the uh, Blarney Stone, but they got snatched up like almost the second they hit the shelves. Uh, but that t- I still don't have it, so I might use one of my props as like a trade bait. Yeah, to get it you should. I like to have the entire lineup, and I try to save each each year, one of each year, for five years. So when it gets down, like this year, it's the 2016s I'm peeling through. Next year, the 17s, 18s, 19s, and I keep shuffling down. Thankfully, we got 2015 past us. Yeah, but it, but it's also fun to see how the variants have changed because there was that Northwoods variant a handful of years ago that was, was it the, the blueberry. blueberry. Yeah. Oh, dude. There was the chocolate orange. Uh, it was meant to taste like one of those chocolate oranges you get at Christmas. And that one was so good, too. You still have one of those? I do. And, oh, man. Um, 
And the big one last year was the uh, oh, the name escapes me. Really should have done some show prep for this today. No, it's okay. Last year's, but it poured. 20- it poured like red. I remember Can- that. it was a candy apple. The ca- candela can candiella. Yes, yes. There is Carmella. Carmella. Yep. I think I picked up one of those. I I drank it right on the spot because I was like, oh, this looks interesting, and I I wasn't really doing anything over the Christmas holiday anyway. So so far, the ones I had last year, that was the standout variant. But um, so Benny's is doing that. So yeah, you can depending on if you got prop day and you're going to pick up one of these Benny's allotment, you could be in for three fifty easy on on Bourbon County this year. Which man, somewhere in some galaxy far away, twenty one year old Warren Cluck is staring at me and saying, "Look at you now, baller." Yeah, <laughs> I would have. You know, back when you're, I was buying uh, 12 packs of Milwaukee's Best Ice that have been split in half and taped up for resale as Sixers. Oh, my gosh. So to see where I was then and where I'm at now, I'm like, you know what, bud? You're doing pretty all right. Were they 25 cents a can? Or what What did they clock it at? Um, Man, the it was... It was a 12-pack. It was cut in half. And I think you could walk out the door with them for five bucks. Wow. And and that was... That's the, pretty incredible. Well, that, I think that was the most alcohol i could get into beer at that time for that little of a price tag oh yeah if i wanted to stay away from 40s of malt liquor when i'd when you talk about beast ice versus 40s there's not much difference oh no 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 saint ides beast ice it's one of the same everybody has that one alcohol where you're like i can't smell it because i had such a bad time with it it's the hurricanes for me yeah those big huge cans were yeah those malt like malt liquor man it's that's every once in a while every six or eight months i'll get a a 40 of king cobra just to see if i'm like is this as bad or as strong as i remember it's not as strong as i remember it but man it is once that gets like to 41 degrees it's oh i can't do it no look how classy we've gotten yeah i know it is time for the pairing of beers to movies we have our rating system one being the best 12 being an absolute movie drain pour and uh, this is where we have our b movie and now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers b movie so we've been doing horror movies all month long because it's the month of october we're almost done with rocktobers is that what you called it Rocktoberfest. If you're if you work at the bear, you have to call it Rocktober. It's kind of a rule. Okay, I'm sorry. Rock, so all Rocktober long, we've been doing uh, scary movies, and for this final episode of Music to My Beers on Halloween, we're gonna go back to the 1984 horror mystery Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Uh, 1984, the Wes Craven classic. I'll I'll go first for this. You because, go first, yeah. Um, I was right. I was I was too young when this movie came out, but when I was a teenager in the 90s, like that was all we watched when you get the gang together. Or slasher movies. I was a I was, and I've said it before. I'm a Friday the 13th ride or die. Yeah. But Nightmare on Elm Street and the and Freddy Krueger one was like. If you were a kid in Halloween in the 80s and 90s, you either went as Jason or Freddy. <laughs> and you needed very little to pull off either. Look, you needed a hockey mask and a machete and a jumpsuit, or you needed the Freddy fingers. You could buy a Meyer, and I think they were like $13. And, you, oh. and then you'd play with them after Halloween until they finally broke. And then uh, you just needed a hat, a ratty sweater, or or a mask if your parents were doing pretty well. But wow. you go back and watch Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first one. And one, you'll notice that Johnny Depp's in the movie, which it seems below him now, but back in the day, he was a relatively unknown guy. He was trying to make his... Uh, move on 21 Jump Street and then mm-hmm. from there also doing a little bit of the horror film stuff. And uh, he's one of the first deaths in the movie. I think it's the first death where he, really? he's pulled into a waterbed 
by Freddy. That is so freaky. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because they finally they're looking for him. They pull off the sheets, and you see his body floating inside the waterbed. I had a waterbed at the time I watched this movie, and I thought, <laughs> well, that's unsettling. Uh, but it's a great movie. Teed up a franchise, just like Friday the 13th. They got, they got more and more ridiculous as the franchise wore on, but uh, they're really fun movies to go back and watch. But if I'm going to sit back and watch this now, mm, I'm going to do a six-pack of anti-hero because even though... Oh, I like it. Even though he was the villain of the movie... Like you're still rooted for Freddy to to slash these people, and the idea of something coming for you after you fell asleep, and it's funny when you're a kid. Friday the Thirteenth and uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street, you're like, okay, these this this couldn't happen, and these ideas are really unfathomable. <laughs> way out there. But the older you get, and I'm 41 now, and the scariest thing I can ever imagine now at 41 is being made to stay awake Ooh. and miss out on sleep. I love sleep more than anything. In the, I love sleep more than I like craft beer. <laughs> so the idea that something's coming for me and I'm going to fall asleep, like all Freddie has to do now is hang out at my house till about 8.15 on any given weeknight, and he's going to get me. I can't possibly do it. So yeah, I'm going to give it one six-pack of Antihero for A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, that's a really good rating. I think I'd like a six-pack as well. I've actually never sat through an entire Nightmare on Elm Street. I always heard from the friends of the guys. You're not I, really missing much. Am I not? Okay. So I don't I don't necessarily need to li- watch it. You're, you're younger than I am by a, a decent amount, so I think you're going to watch these movies and think those are cheesy. Oh. You're also older now. But I, I love the Jason series. I do. I love the Friday the 13th, that series, and I also love the Halloween series. Like I don't every go, time there's a new Halloween, I love it. The only the only uh, Friday the 13th I've gone back and watched as an adult was the first one be- okay. because it, it was it was good, but it was also very different canon from the rest of the franchise. Okay. You know, J- it was Jason's mom was the killer, and, and Jason wasn't this unbeatable, unmurderable, you know, entity. Yeah. And... But uh, you go back now, like if you watch those movies as a teenager, you know, your your imagination's wide open and it's oh, all yeah. crazy. But as an adult, you're like, oh, okay. I don't need to see this. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. I, I just remember a buddy who lived next door. His parents were like the cool parents. They were they were okay with him seeing the rated R movies. Ooh, My parents a little bit of bear tatas <laughs> in the basement. All right. So I'd always I'd always go over to his place and then he'd tell me about the movies. I never actually saw the movies, so I just got the the secondhand opinion from him. And I I it freaked me out that the fact that there was a movie out there that showcased a guy who would kill you if you fell asleep. And I was already afraid to go to sleep. In my bed, you know, with the light on and everything like that, I'm like, ah, uh, uh, no, I don't want Freddy Krueger to come out and get me. But now I, I would watch the movie and I'd probably enjoy it. And I'd probably enjoy, like I did last weekend with Halloween Kills, a, I'm going to go with a four pack of I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. And that's from Voodoo Brewing Company out of Meadville, PA. Imperial IPA clocks in at 8.9%. So it's right up there with the striker likers, and right. I'd uh, I'd throw that in there. So four pack of that. Um, by the way, it is Halloween, so if you are interested, you have until midnight tonight to submit your bids. The house from oh. Nightmare on Elm Street is for sale. Really? Yeah. And when you're and you're a kid, you see the house, you don't think anything of it. But when you're an adult, you buy a house, you start you know looking at Zillow like it's like it's yeah. entertainment you're and uh, sports pages. It's a twenty seven hundred square foot house. It's out in Los Angeles, three bedroom, five bathroom. What's the clock in? Uh, it's got an enti- It's got the house. Okay. Then there's the the pool in the back, the infamous pool, and then it's, there's a little guest house with a kitchen on the side of it. Whoa. Uh, it's going to set you back $3.25 million. Wow. And again, you heard it here, Music to My Beers. If you're interested, you have until midnight tonight to submit your bids. So you have to bid up to 3.25? Well, that's that's what they're asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you oh. want to go higher than that, just make sure you submit your best and final offer by midnight tonight. <laughs> 
on the Nightmare on Elm Street house and then enjoy your move out to Los Angeles. We are pretty much everywhere when it comes to music to my beers, whether you're on Facebook or you're not a Facebooker, you're an Instagrammer, maybe a Twitterer. I've got uh, a ton of friends who've just shut down Facebook altogether. Yeah, I don't blame them. There's nothing really out there for me. I think if it weren't for the radio station, like the, the gig, I'd, yeah. I might take a step back. I would too. Although I would miss Marketplace. Oh, man. You know, I really haven't gotten into Marketplace a whole really? lot. Really? No, I, I do like the groups, and we have a Music to My Beers Facebook group, but like all the groups of people that like collectively think the way that I think or like, are, like, are into, you know? Oh, like your bold <laughs> QAnon conspiracy groups. <laughs> I know. I know oh, yeah. Out. Zach <laughs> likes to posse up on Facebook with, you know, quote, like-minded individuals to discuss their, quote, theories. No, I got you, buddy. I'm reading, I'm reading between the lines. I see what's on the tea leaves there. Okay. Mine's all about... <laughs> the fan fiction movies and dumb stuff that I, I'm into, you know, when it comes to podcasts or uh, what have you, right. or or beer stuff. Yeah, but, I, I'm uh, into some super nerdy ones too. Is beer groups? There's like motorcycle parts, old j- junk motorcycle <laughs> parts. Like the the groups are where it's at. But other than that, I'm like, yeah, I don't need Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can just search for music to my beers there, and. Uh, Don't forget about the podcast. Oh, my goodness. We're podcasted every Monday beginning at noon. You can listen to that, and you can catch the show sans the music so you don't have to worry about, you know, all the all the the fluffy stuff, and you can also find uh, uh, Zach and I personally on uh, on Untapped. At oh da- yeah, Zach is at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck, and you will notice that uh, not neither of us do a lot during the week, but once the weekend hits, it's like. Check in and check in furiously. Check in. Yeah, I, I'm actually not really drinking a whole lot during the weeks. A lot. Did your counselor tell you that, uh, <laughs> you know, Zach well, gets to drink and he likes to join those problematic Facebook groups and share some, you know, conspiracy views? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> uh, no, the, and the thing is, is like... I'm like, going to start a rumor that night. Zach, the nicest guy that works in this entire building, is like closet extremist. <laughs> But like the the other night, I I checked into a hams, and I'm like, why am I checking into the hams for the thirtieth time in a row? You know, that's all I drink during the week. Yeah, really. I, I try to keep my check-ins now to things that are new to me, new and unique. Yes, that's what that's what I'm going to plan on checking into. Maybe that'll be a lofty goal for the new year. Yeah, that and, and staying out of trouble with my my Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the FBI comes to knock in, you can bet I'm going to snitch real quick, Zach. But I'm very excited about this one. I've been out three times locally trying to find this, and I've come up uh, goose eggs each time. So really, the fact that Zach has it, I'm very excited about. Yeah, the last place I checked earlier this week, uh, Monday, was Martin's on the south side. Oh. I, I couldn't find it. I, I think it was the Martins on the north side up on State Road 23. That I knew it. The, I should have gone north, closer to the source. You know, and, and then I took it home, and immediately I chilled a bottle up in the freezer and had it, and it is delicious. So this isn't my first time, but you being your first time, you should open it up. This is uh, from Bell. Let know what you think. It's their American Wheat Ale aged in bourbon barrel. We all know when we love Oberon. It's a sure sign that spring is here. This is a barrel-aged version of it. So this might be their version that is a sure sign in fall is here, because I'm, I've had this once before, even before they released it in bottles. I had it on tap at Fiddler's Hearth. This was probably 2014 or 2013, and I was like, Uberon, aged in barrels? I'm I'm all about this. Uh, and it definitely... I'm you're curious a little bit, you you're a bit more up on it than me, because until they released this run of it, I'd never heard of it before. No? No. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll take this one right here. All right. So what's the ABV on this before we start sipping? I want to say it's 11.2. Am I right about that? 11.3. All right. This, oh, and this man. was bottled on uh, the tail end of August, so it's, it's a couple of months uh, into things. 
Okay. It sits on. It sits nice. Like from the initial smell, it's got a real get, strong boozy smell to oh, it. Oh yeah, you get the booze up front. It reminds me most of um, the the old fashioned that they released. Remember the old fashioned ale that's supposed to taste like the mixed drink that they released last Christmas? Yeah. Very uh, that much character. Um, but the thing is about this is that you get the Oberon flavor as well. There's the orange peel and kind of the coriander and stuff too. Yeah, this is weird, and it's uh, you do get like a little bit of a, a spice at the end. Yeah, and it's it's kind of how that that bourbony heat finishes. It's a holiday feel. I don't know. Maybe we should have saved it for a different holiday. But I mean, Halloween is a, a great holiday to enjoy some treats. The back of the uh, bottle says, "When winter comes, snowbirds travel south." But this lucky batch of Oberon headed to the barrel. Uh, fun fact: Oberon is available year round in Phoenix, Arizona. The only place, right? Yeah, that's where Larry Bell winters. So he wanted to make sure that his favorite oh. beer was available uh, year round where he. Where he hangs out. So when I go visit family, it's weird to see it like hanging around all the place. <laughs> well, um, what's interesting too is that Larry Bell, being a brewer himself, and I'm trying not to judge right here, but Oberon's your favorite beer? Seriously? Over your Two Hearted, the number one beer in America? Well, I think Two Hearted, the, the only issue I've ever heard of people having with Two Hearted is that you can only drink a couple of them. Oberon, normal yeah. Oberon's, what, 5.8, 6.1, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. It's a lot more sessionable. Than uh, than two hearted on it all afternoon and enjoy it with the fruit. Yeah, whereas you get to a two hearted that's in the upper upper parts of seven percent, and uh, and for a lot of people, man, two three that's that's going to be that's going to do it for you. So it's nice to have something more sessionable. And I feel like Oberon people are more excited for at least in Kalamazoo. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Oh, Oberon. it's huge! That it, when it releases at midnight, everybody goes and gets it. Yeah, it's because it's seasonal and it lets you yeah. know that spring is here. The sun will be shining. Lawn mowers will be rolling. And I actually mowed my lawn. I, I hope for the last time this. This year, earlier this week, and I just, I just laughed. I'm like, I'm out here in sweatpants and a sweatshirt mowing this lawn, you know, freezing. <laughs> Whereas two months ago, I had a beer set up every 10 feet on the lawn, and I was trying to see if I could mow my way through my lawn in a six-pack. So, <laughs> yeah, I think this is fantastic. And I didn't realize, or I didn't think you were going to get much of that Oberon flavor. I thought the bourbon was going to overpower it. Yeah. But you do get that light kind of... Um, a nice like orange peel and the coriander, and I don't know if there's a little bit of like nutmeg or cinnamon in there as well to kind of winterize it, but it definitely is a beer that you could hold all winter long and enjoy in the middle of January. I know they've changed the name of it, but Bell's had a winter white they uh, released that was like their that was their yeah. big winter warmer spicy coriander. You get a tiny little shade of that in this. A You're little right bit toward the finish. Yeah. Now, if I I was to ever meet Larry Bell, I would ask him one question of that. Is do you How much fruit? money are you worth? <laughs> That's the second question I'd ask him after, would you fruit the beer? Or do you fruit the beer? Does he fruit his Oberons? I've never actually seen him with an Oberon in hand. Mm, I, I think he probably does. Was he doing, he was doing that virtual kickoff for Oberon a couple of years ago. Yeah. We were all quarantined and whatnot. Yeah. Jeez, I remember that. Awful. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry to bring up sore subjects. No, no, it's all right. pretty good. It is. It is. Thank you for sharing. And I'm glad I can finally check this in on Untapped and uh, and say I've had it. But yeah, 11.2. You don't really get any of that strength with this either. No. That that drink's pretty good. I remember back in my day, Zach, some over 10% tasted like it was over 10%. Well, as we sit here and sip our freshly poured Uberon from Bell's, it's time to get into our pick six. I'm going to throw in three. Zach will throw in three. We don't give you a discount. These are just our staff picks. Right. <laughs> uh, the first one I'm going to throw in is uh, it's not necessarily just a beer, but it's a brewery. And uh, I can't. This is going to be the wind baggiest thing I say on the show for probably weeks. Okay. But because, you about? because I was in Portland a couple of months ago and I was in LA over the weekend, you know, Zach, whenever I'm on the West Coast <laughs> and I need to go into a uh, to a bottle shop or, or a beer store and pick up something to sip on, 
Almanac Brewing out there does some fantastic work. Ooh. All of their stuff. I had their, their Love Hazy IPA the last time uh, when I was in L.A. last weekend. It was awesome, but also their stuff is very affordably priced. I don't know what the distribution situation is, but it's like 14 bucks oh, for a, really? a four-pack of 16-ouncers for just about everything they offer. So if you get a chance to get out there, uh, it's all very well done. It's fresh. It's bright. It's It's pretty gnarly stuff. I like it. Again, when I'm on the West Coast. Wow. And uh, th- this is yeah, going to sound. Hey, I'm sorry. This is going to sound even windbaggier, but the other two ones I'm going to throw in. Um, I visited Mumford Brewing out in Los Angeles. It's yeah, uh, actually. It's, super jealous of that. Yeah, it's in Pasadena. And I've never heard of this place. My sister in law and brother in law live out in Phoenix, and they kind of set up the whole beer tour when we were in Los Angeles. And I asked them, like, How did you guys hear about this? Because, like a lot of craft breweries, it wasn't in a great neighborhood. Um, I had to step over two homeless men's droppings to oh get into goodness. the place. Yeah, it's a bad scene. <laughs> but you get in there, and it's just it's a very sort of boring industrial um, craft brewery. I mean, there's, there's the tanks in the back. There was this, the glossy cement floor. There was some of the, some junk on the wall. But the beer was outstanding. The first one I had was the uh, Universal Magnetic, and it's they're just regular hazy IPA. They're New England, and it pours it pours thick and it's got a nice head to it but you know there you get a hazy it's kind of orangish yeah this was like a pale yellow Ooh. and very very you couldn't i mean it's just super thick but it was i felt like because i was getting it right from the tap like this is the freshest i'm ever going to happen but you could you could smell it and some hazies you can get that with where you just smell them treehouse is a great example oh yeah m43 if it's fresh but you you drink it you know like wow this is this is new this is freshly made and sounds so delicious. I'm yeah. just like tasting it through osmosis right yeah, right now. And then from there, we went to uh, Chinatown out in Los Angeles. We stopped at Highland Park Brewery. Oh. And it was almost, it was the same, like, I think a lot of craft breweries in other towns are all ripped from the same layout. They're like cement floor, you yep. know, wide open ceilings, tanks in the back, coolers. Well, your ceilings have to be like kind of that exposed, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was the exact same thing. There was uh, there was some patio dining that we took advantage of, and they had one called Retrotech Centennial. And it was their straight ahead American IPA they make with Centennial hops and Centennial only. Ooh. Reminded me very much of uh, Centennial from Founders and uh, and all the beers that use Centennial. But again, it was fresh. It had a really sharp sort of piney finish that I that I pretty much that I really dug and I bought a bunch to go with the intention of bringing it back but I am uh, sorry to say I went to a wedding the next day so oh. none of that beer made the trip but it was nice it I especially liked going out of town and it's fun to visit breweries we hear about like I went to with the great notion in Portland over the summer it's fun to go to those places I really like going to places that I've never even heard of before and Los Angeles isn't really known for having a huge craft beer scene it's it's kind of up and coming but it's also very regional like people outside of that southern california area don't really know much about it because a lot of these places don't distribute beyond just canning for their own takeout the last time i was in la there was no nice hey that's also a great windbaggy statement i know the last time i was in la it was 10 years ago i went with three dudes and we were looking for a brewery we had to drive down to san diego to get to the like the closest craft brewery and we went to stone great tour great time great experience but yeah I haven't been back since. I just that was the one thing that struck me as odd because that's on the like an up and coming time of craft breweries starting to pop up here and there. But yeah, and there are a lot of great craft beer towns. San Diego is a massive craft oh, beer yeah. city, and uh, if you and go, now we know Ballast Point and all those places. Yeah, you go and you go north of California, but I think LA is kind of just on the come up. I, I really the trip was a lot of fun. Seeing Los Angeles for the first time was a great time, but I really wish I had another like two days 
maybe to, to do some brewery and bar hopping just to see what else is out there. I would have liked to have stopped at a really good bottle shop in Los Angeles, Ooh, like yeah. see what their version of Benny's is or, or or their version of Citywide would be out there. Stalk any celebrities that are out there? No, yeah, and I also didn't uh, run across any Pliny, which is a little disappointing. Oh. I know, as close as I've ever been to the distribution, but uh, I, I didn't get any. Uh, for my three that I'm going to throw into the pick six this week, I'm going to go with pumpkin beers. But so lame. I know. Well, the thing is, is that you know, not to shout out a buddy, but uh, Will, who works at the Belmont Beverage of the South Side. Yeah. The last time I was in, he asked me point blank, goes, "Hey, what do you think about pumpkin beers?" And I shot it across the door. I'm like, I think they're awful. <laughs> no. He's like, yeah, me too. And then we laughed at how Zach loves pumpkin beers. And I do. And every year, I, I actually stock up at this point of the year. So if you have any leftover pumpkin beers, great, because you can save them for Thanksgiving, and they're perfect. Um, but what I plan on doing later this evening is having a slew of pumpkin beers that people can come, the adults that are trick-or-treating with their kids, they can come by my doorstep, and I'll give them a pumpkin beer. So I'm thinking the Elysian uh, pack is what I'm going to throw in first because that is a really good pack of four different types of pumpkin beers that they make. They have the Cappuccino Stout Pumpkin Beer, which is delicious. You brought that in, and we've had that here before. It's good. It's really good. Um, the other one that I throw in other than that pack is the Autumn Maple from the brewery. Having a friend like Zach who's really into pumpkin beers is like, this is what it's got to be like to have a friend who's like, Got a drug problem, and you're like, man, I hope he gets himself together. Yeah, you know, you're still you're still friends with him. You still do stuff together, but at the same time, you're like, I know he's gonna go home and drink pumpkin beer and just. I thought you were be, gonna say be a grosso addict. The friend that you know, you jump in his car and then he starts playing the the crappiest emo music you've ever heard, and you're like, who listens to this crap? Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, our neighbors to the north in Holland, Michigan, have New Holland's Ichabod, and that has a really good pumpkin flavor to it, and it is just like the straight pumpkin. It's not like trying to be like a pumpkin pie or anything like that. It's just a really good... That was the initial problem I had with pumpkin beers, is because you get turned on to the pumpkin spice with the lattes first, Yeah. then you come around to pumpkin beers, you think, oh, this is going to be kind of the same kind of fun thing, and it's not. It's got that squashy, earthy... No, oh my gourd, it's so delicious. See what I did there? I did. Before we get into this next segment, I do notice you have one more beer, so I think we should, because it is a holiday, we should probably break our rule and have an extra beer here on the show. This one, one of our favorite breweries, one we don't talk about as much as we should, uh, Windmill from down in Dyer, Indiana. I I saw it at uh, Citywide on uh, my side of town, the South Bend Citywide, and they said that this one has been super popular, and I thought we could use more treats this week, right? Yeah, because the Halloween show. So I think so. So what are we? Uh, what are we opening here? Uh, it is called Cookies and Memes Cake, and I'm like, dude, anything that is all about that chocolate cookie, you you open it up, open it. No, up. go ahead. No, you go ahead. After you, seriously, it's a cheesecake, an Sorry. Oreo cheesecake beer. What this run you? I think it was like four ninety nine. Yeah, that's. That's, I think, the only thing that keeps me from buying more windmill than I do is that, uh, man, it can you can rack up 100 bucks on four packs real quick. Here's where I justify it, though, sometimes, because I'm like, if oh, I go... Oh, this should be good. I'll, I'll listen to this. <laughs> if I go to the pub or a bar or something like that, I'm going to spend $5 on a pint anyways, so why not spend $5 on a pint from the liquor store? And that's, that's really where I justify it. But um, I am all about uh, buying... Can I... Can, should I say I'm all about buy local? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the longest time, you used to not be able to get um, windmill here in town, and then eventually citywide started carrying it. And I know you can get it at a hop station, so it's been fun to be able to say, "Oh, now we can get this." But I'll say the first thing you notice on the nose, 
Is it all cookies and cream? It's all Oreos. All oh, Oreos, man. You get, a little yeah. bit, you get a little bit of that lactose milkiness at the end of it, but um, that's, that's what I was waiting for. The nose alone is delicious. What's the alcohol? Do you happen to know? Uh, on the front of the can, oh boy. No, there's no alcohol content on oh, there. Oh, shut up. It's got to be on Cookies and memes, cake. Let's look it up on Untapped right now. Hang on. Take it to the streets. One minute. Yeah, I don't see anything. ABV unknown. What? No. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't 420 North. or uh, uh, Yeah, 450 North. 450 North, sorry. Cookies and memes. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm so- I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. We've this. already opened it and poured it. <laughs> I didn't realize this is. Is this going to wreck my Halloween? It's it's an imperial double pastry stout. So just guess ABV wise what you think. Imperial Twelve. Higher. Thirteen. Higher. No. Fourteen. Higher. Sixteen point eight. What? Sixteen point eight. No wonder they didn't put it on the can. No, dude, that can't be right. Sixteen point eight for real? I I don't know. Should we try it? I think what uh, a couple Are of we in th- trouble. I think this is getting up there in that uh, what is it? The Dogfish Head one hundred twenty minute territory. Oh yeah, Dogfish Head had a uh, a malted. They, it was like a malt liquor they released. Uh, this would have been seven eight years ago called Tokyo, but it was T O K Y or I O. Ooh. And I remember buying some of that, and I got home, and I opened one up, and I thought, this this is really smooth. And then my face was like beet red after the first bottle. I am so hot. Well, all right, Zach, ruiner of Halloweens. Let's Here do this. Go. Wow. Well, that's incredible. It is delicious. Smooth as all get out. I get a lot of the chocolate. I get a little bit of that lactose for the sweetness, and... It's weird to say, but you get a little bit of the... You get some of the cheese. It feels like cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that... 16% plus, huh? Seriously. My bad. Wow. I did not realize that. No wonder it was... uh, Hey, if I burst out of my uh, front door tonight for trick-or-treaters and I just (laughs) launch into a profanity-laced tirade, I apologize. It's Zach's fault. But uh, when we're talking about this beer, which is absolutely incredible, the cookies and memes cake from Windmill Brewing... Well, now that I look back on it, it might have been more than $4.99. I was going to say, that seemed about Norton for one of their normal beers, so... This, this may have been shoot six, seven bucks. So thanks, Zach, for uh, footing the bill this hey, week my pleasure. For, for all of our shenanigans. But uh, as, as far as it goes later, you were talking about handing out pumpkin beers for Halloween. Yeah. So basically what I do on my street, because we live in a neighborhood where we get the, the trick-or-treaters shipped in. Basically, everybody comes from all around town. They drop them off in the van. And the, guy, the dads that are out there, or the moms even, that are trick-or-treating with their kids, I'm like, hey, I'm giving them treats. You want a treat too? And so I, I always have a cooler, and I have about 24 beers. So it goes it goes semi far, but not as far as you think. Um, but every once in a while, I'm I'm hanging on to a few of the extra beers that nobody wants because you'll get the the standard. Oh no, I'm, I'm good tonight. But yeah, the orphan beers. Yeah, the orphan beers, which uh, always go to my neighbors down the street then, because they're handing out beers too. So our street is known for beer at my house, three doors down, beer at their house, three doors down, beer at their house. I know where all the beer houses are. There's about five. I'm pumped because this is the first year. I I took it upon myself to elevate my household this year and become a full bar household because when you're a kid, you will always remember. I could drive through my old neighborhood, Hickory Corners, and point out to you both houses that were full bar, candy bar, trick-or-treat places. 
Yeah. Those are the places 30 to hit years out. later. Oh. So I'm going to make my house a full bar household. I went to Costco, got a big box. I'm ready to go tonight. And the nice thing is I don't get a zillion trick-or-treaters. I might get 20 to 30. But you're the cool house? Well, I'm going to be the full bar house. But this is, <laughs> you've given me a great idea as far as handing out beer and having something available for the adults. I have acquired, after a summer of pool parties, the biggest collection. In, I've probably got 40 cans, I'm thinking, all day Dude. of random hard seltzers. Oh, People will bring perfect. hard seltzers to my house. I don't drink them. My wife uh, dabbles from time to time, but they'll leave them behind. So I've got half a 24-pack or half a 30-rack of Natter Days, and I've got about 15, 18 random seltzers. Uh, the the Costco, the Kirkland's Best Seltzer. I've got some Aldi's ones, the Vista Bay. So these are all the orphan Truly. seltzers. Yeah, so I think I'm going to put those in a cooler tonight and hand them out to the parents. You should, yeah. Because then not only are the kids getting the cool, the big candy bars and stuff, the parents are feeling good about your place and be like, you know what? This has got to be a, a stop every year. Yeah, but then maybe this, gonna, this is the year the Cluck household on the south side develops its rep. You'll be the destination household. Like people will come from near and far. They'll be like, you know what? I know that we're done t- trick-or-treating in our neighborhood, but we need to go to the Cluck household because they've got full-size candy bars and booze. But dude, if I don't get rid of them tonight, they're just going to sit there and get stagnant in the basement or, or wherever, the garage if I decide to shuffle them out there. And I hate that. I don't. I don't like hard seltzers. I just don't. I tried, and uh, I did get a little bit of glee earlier this week when they reported the hard seltzer segment of beverages are down 20% so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Are, it, are hard seltzers out? I think it's just oversaturation of the market. Everybody's, yeah. I mean, Travis Scott's got hard seltzers, Bud Light's releasing them, Corona. Everybody's got them now. There's just too many. But also, I got a bit salty because at my, my bottle shops in the south end, the uh, Belmont and uh, the Blarney Stone, I watched over the course of a summer two years ago when I lost half the space that used to be for craft beer to hard seltzers now. Oh, okay. So my, my selection has become limited because hard seltzers have taken up so much shelf space. So it is cool to think we might be winning some of that back in the craft beer segment. But also, um, you know what a hard seltzers are good for? Slushies. That's about all they're good for. And I know that we're heading out of that season, you know, because it's like pool season. It's super hot and you're looking for something to cool down with. And I think that hard seltzers may come to an end unless the Bud Light pack of the hard seltzers with the eggnog and like the peppermint and all that stuff, that might be able to win people back over. I I, I appreciate that people like hard seltzers because they're low calorie and they're, you know, slim cans. You can smuggle it just about anywhere, but they're fruity and refreshing. And that's important for summer. But I also, as the cra- as the craft hard seltzer segment kind of catches up, and and truly, in a lot of these play- other companies are trying to get you like you can get um, hard seltzers now that are eight percent. So you're getting yeah. to, well, you're getting to the point of what is even the point. What is it? Uh, the, like the the smooge from uh, up in Michigan that's that's made in, in association with what is it? Hira or Holmes Brewing, which is absolutely delicious. They're great, but at at two hundred ninety to three hundred twenty calories per tiny can. What is the point? <laughs> you know, all the reason you had for a hard seltzer goes out the window. So I, I'm excited. But yeah, that's a great idea. I'm stoked. I'm going to get ice right after the show today yes. to, to load that cooler and get rid of some of those hard seltzers. I may even give them to kids. I don't care. I would love to stop by your house, too. If you have a mustache <laughs> and you're trick-or-treating, you're going to get some drinks from my house. So <laughs> Yes. All right. All right. 16%. Right. I us. know. Man, dude, 11% I so sorry. followed by a 16%. You know what's fun, though? I was thinking 15 years ago, you couldn't find beers this strong anywhere. Oh, no. You, you'd luck out at like a 7%, and like that would be the top shelf. That's the Imperial IPA, a like, 7%er. Or like, like Hop Slam was the big one at 10, and now you just oh. casually went to a bottle shop on the corner and picked up a 16% can of beer. I ha- have 
no idea how. Hats off to the guys at Windmill because this this cookies and memes cake at 16.1% gets better the more it warms up. It tastes Smooth more. Smooth get out. Well, that, you get that Oreo taste, that, yeah. that, that creamy cookie. But also, weird. Oreos have that weird cookie smell that you can't replicate. No, like, yeah, that's like why f- you uh, always buy Oreo. Yeah, what is it? The Hydrox, the the ones that were like Oreos before Oreos, and Ooh. like the the black and white cookies. Mm. They look the same, but they do not taste the same, and they don't smell the same. And you get that with the, with this. You always buy the blue package of Oreos. You have to absolutely. So, so now that Zach and wow. I are good and keyed up, we're gonna let Zach talk for a while. Uh, I basically have two events that we can look forward to. One. I want to ask you to join us next week for the All Stouts Day. Bell's Eccentric is celebrating it. It's it's a, a nationwide thing where you celebrate stouts and what they are and uh, and enjoy the deep, dark, uh, robust – I'm trying to think of all the, the different names and, and – Roasty. Roasty, coffee, dark chocolate. Malty. Everything you love about a stout. We're going to celebrate next week because it's all Stouts Day. So we'll do that. We nothing. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about this as Zach's last hurrah today? It is my last hurrah today. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So for the month of November, I'm making it a no-beer November. and But – I'm just calling it no beer November, but it's like You're all gonna, alcohol off lo- the table. A lot of people do this in October. A lot yeah. of people do it in November. And a lot of people do it in January. There's sober October. There's no beer November. And there's dry January. Um, so that like today's the last day. Then today's going to be the last. So day, like yep. next Sunday when we do the split one, it's just going to be me splitting one with myself. Splitting, yes, yes. I'll just you call it Warren Clucks. Have one for the month of take one November. For the team. Yeah. Do you want to like smell that. my breath after I do it? Yeah, I, I might take a sniff off the glass, like and just be like, okay, that that smells pretty good. But no, yeah. But and I've had I've had a, uh, some issues in the past when I ask somebody a question, expecting a lighthearted response, and I get something very heavy. So if I ask you why you're doing it, you're not going to lay something heavy on me, are you? No, there's nothing heavy. There's just it's just, just a personal challenge. I, it's a personal challenge. I want to be healthier, and as I'm looking towards like well, if the you new haven't year, seen Zach, he's gotten huge and fat over the pandemic. <laughs> no, but I think we were talking a little bit off the air too about how much beer we or how much money we spent over the summer on alcohol and booze and stuff like that. So as I'm waiting for these big beer releases that happen in December, I'm going to save a bunch of money because I'm not going to buy any any beer during the month of November. I like that because the money you spent for Dark Lord is in October's yeah. book. So technically yeah. November, you're picking it up. <laughs> All right, so today's the last day you're going to drink some beer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch you on Untap the rest of the day and see how the hairy things get over at the Miller Halloween pad. Oh, boy, will they get so hairy. I, I, I so feel you, for... Hey, so what are you going to do on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to hang out. You know, and I've saved all these pumpkin beers for Thanksgiving. This isn't one of those, like, I'm not going to have any alcohol in November, but I'm going to smoke a little weed here and there. I'm going to cheat. No, no, not at all. Good for you, man. And I'm going up north, and I'm going to visit family up there, up in Upper Michigan, and they'll be drinking wine and beer, probably some hard stuff, but... Are you going to be honest if you crack? If I crack out, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll be like, hey. Like Chris Rock and Boys in the Hood. You're like, it's cold at me, man. It's cold at me. You know, everybody around the table on Thanksgiving was doing a cheers and a toast and... I had to join it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it, and I feel like uh, I feel like I can do this. Yeah. So December first rolls around, and oh boy, you better well, look I, out for that liquor cabinet. Hey, at least by then, like it'll be snow on the ground, so we can't see Zach drunk rollerblading anywhere. Right. <laughs> but uh, but no, man, kudos to you. That's a great personal challenge, and I'm yeah. all for everybody. You know, trying to do something good. I'm trying to work out at the gym every day in November. Oh, dude. 
Awesome. But I can still drink, so it's not okay. going to be that big yeah. of a deal. Yeah, I go lift some weights. They go flex home, for the crack ladies. Up, crack open yeah, one. Yeah, have yeah. a couple of beers, undo everything I just did at the gym. But Well, good for you. Oh, well, That's awesome. We'll, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll check in every week here on the show this month, but uh, I can't believe the next next week it's going to be me having a beer and Zach just watching me. Dry Zach. Just with, yeah, I know. I'll be like, look away with your leering pervert <laughs> eyes. You're sexualizing me drinking from this glass. In the meantime, I can totally be doing something that will then have uh, some rewards come uh, six weeks from now when I can drink. Learn to homebrew day is this Saturday, and that's at their third horse craft beer or beverage supply over in Elkhart. So Perfect. the big, big uh, American countryside farmers market. NA beers, do those count? I I think I'm going to stick away. I'm going to stick I t- with hey, water. I told you over the summer, one of my pick pick sixes was Budweiser zero point zero because it's got nothing, like not even a like a point five, and it tastes just like the real deal. Same thing with Heineken zero point zero. Should I try some of those? Should I bring those in? Um, yeah, you can. Okay, yeah, they got they, Maybe we'll uh, split one of those. Yeah. Do what about any beers? Do those count? Because I know if you walk into Citywide in South Bend and you take a left, there's an entire wall of like craft NA beers that include like stouts and a- I- hazies and IPAs. They've got a good selection. They've even got NA like hard alcohol too. Yeah, and there is so. a there is a tiny sliver. It's like point oh five or point five percent alcohol in them. So it's just just enough. We'll see. Maybe if you're on the struggle bus, you shouldn't. But uh, yeah, yeah. I I think maybe right now I'm just gonna steer clear of everything for the month of November. So no beer November, just water and Coke Zero, and then we'll call it a day. All right, we'll watch Zach's thinning waistline. But thank you, thank you for tuning in on this uh, special Halloween show, which turns out to be Zach's last day of drinking for the next thirty days. Cheers, cheers, buddy. Good luck. This is music to my beers. I fear inebriation may cause me to forget my manners in such fine company. On Real Rock 1039, The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.